Hi there. Want to get a text message whenever we publish a new episode of the Mindset Digital Podcast? It's a super easy one-click shortcut to the show. To sign up, just text MSDPOD, that's M-S-D-P-O-D, all one word, to 555-888 and we'll get you started. Good times. From the intersection of social media, learning, and technology, it's the Mindset Digital Podcast. In today's episode, three members of the Mindset Digital team get creative director Pete Brown up to speed on new ways to time track, Google's latest AI advances, and the digital well-being movement. Speaking of someone who could use some well-being, here's Pete. Thanks, Bria Bell. The intro sounding great. I could use some well-being. Gotta start writing better jokes for those intros. That one's not funny, it's just sad. But what's not sad is today's show. It's one of my favorite kinds of episodes. Three things where I bring in three people. They each get four minutes to bring me up to speed on something cool in the digital world. So let's jump right on in. Here's my conversation with Jen Michaels, Matt Wiener, and Steph Grieger. Good times. All right, full studio today. It's time for a Three Things Podcast, one of my all-time favorite kinds of episodes. Uh, let me tell you who we have. We've got Jen Michaels. Hi, Pete. How are you, Jen? Back-to-back podcast uh, appearances for you. That's big news. Woohoo! two punches on my loyalty card. That's right. <laughs> and if you appear on five straight shows, you get to appear on a six for free. <laughs> uh, Jen is our director of live events, and she is a busy, busy person. So I'm pleased to have you and your time today. Looks like we have Matthew Weiner in the studio. Hey, Pete. You can just call me Wiener. Thanks, Wiener. I appreciate that, as always. Uh, Wiener, now, uh, also back-to-back appearances for you, but really, really a tough appearance last time. Oh, yeah. I forgot, <laughs> forgot about that mini-sode. That's right. So hopefully uh, hopefully you can turn it around here. So we do always get a bump in our downloads when Wiener's on the show, so I appreciate that. <laughs> and then uh, new to the podcast and new to Mindset Digital is Steph Grieger. I said that right? You said it right. Very yeah, good. thank you. And uh, I know you're a busy person in the sales and marketing world, but can you tell me what your job is in a nutshell? In a, <laughs> um, in a nutshell, yes, I, I basically help uh, Mindset Digital tell their story and, and, and sell the products that we have in, in the sense of being able to help people do better and work better in, in their jobs. Very good. And uh, Columbus Blue Jacket fans who listen to the podcast will remember you from yes. uh, your years reporting on the Blue Jackets. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, I did and for Fox a, Sports Ohio. And she's an independent filmmaker, which ah. is the coolest. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yes. All righty. So uh, you guys know how this works. You each have a topic. I actually know what the topics are this time, so that's a little different, but that's hopefully will lead to a more cogent interview. You have four minutes to bring me up to speed on it. Okay. So I want to start with Jen. Because okay. I saw you post about yours on Instagram and immediately I was like, I want to I do this on the podcast. So your clock starts now. Yeah, this is fun. This is the first time I've brought a show and tell exhibit to the podcast. So I guess first I should describe what I have in my hand. That's so right. I am holding in my right hand a device called the Timular Zai. That's Z-E-I. And it looks, if you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons, it yeah. looks like the eight-sided dice. And if you haven't played Dungeons and Dragons, 
picture two four-sided pyramids shoved together into like a big three-dimensional diamond. So it has eight faces and it's a time tracking device. So it's a Bluetooth time tracker. And every time I turn this eight-sided die to a different side facing up, the app in my computer or my phone which is synced to this by Bluetooth, will change the activity that's being tracked. So here at Mindset Digital, in theory, we're supposed to track every second of our productive working life, which I'm sure is true at many companies. And I'm the worst about it because since I work in the live events department, my job happens in dribs and drabs, right. three minutes here, four minutes right. there, switching tasks constantly because a lot of people need my attention quickly. So this has been, I've been tracking my time with it for a week and I am in love. So it is, uh, it's about two inches tall, would you say? Yeah, two or three inches. I, I was telling my sister, smaller than an avocado, bigger than a clementine. Yeah. And so, and then That's you, right. is that like a, a dry erase board? You write on it, you write on the triangles, what each one represents? Yeah, so for the viewers at home, it's white. And we were knocking on it with my knuckle earlier. I think it is metal. It's yeah. a pretty sturdy little device, but there are white sides. And on each side, it comes with a wet erase marker. Yeah. So similar to dry erase, but you can run your finger across it and it won't scratch. Um, and it comes with a gum eraser, too, so you can erase it. So I have written on tasks, like one side says breaks and snacks. That's my favorite side. Yeah. There's another side for email. There's a couple sides assigned to major projects that I work on a lot. And I have told the app what each of these sides I mean. See. And is that setup process pretty simple? Oh, yeah. I had the whole die set up you know, from the time I started writing on it to the time that I was configured for eight sides it was maybe three minutes it's very very fast so okay so but it's awesome since you're holding it right now it's not tracking what we're doing no so when i hold it upright <laughs> it comes with a little stand that's in my pocket at, at night i put it in this little stand it sits upright and it just stops and i i don't know what's in it but i suspect it's pretty simple it yeah. runs on a watch battery so i think it's just an accelerometer similar to what's in your phone right it just can orient to where it is in space and that's how it knows what side is facing up very good. And so you just set it there. So if, it, if you're working on live events, it says live events. It's tracking your time. Exactly. So I'll do that right now. I'll face it up. Live events is facing up. It'll start tracking immediately. And then if you have the pro plan, which I do right now, yeah. you can export the time. So I can export it to like a CSV or an Excel file. Yeah. If we had uh, Jira or Toggle, I right. could do that. I can put it on an Apple iCal. It's pretty slick. Is that export the only feature of the pro plan? I think there might be more, but that's the only one that I found to have meaningful value so far. And uh, do we use Harvest? What do we use to track our time? We used, <laughs> well, it's technically called 10K, 10K. foot plans, oh, but yeah. I call it foot clans, I like the you. Ninja Turtles, because that's more fun. Okay. Um, so it is more fun. Is there a way to, to take that sort of exported CSV and pull it in there? You know, Jean Parker, our director of learning solutions, she had a very astute observation when she looked at this. She picked it up and held it in front of my face and said, why don't time tracking softwares give you this? Yeah. You know, right? why, why doesn't that come with the enterprise plan? That's the one thing I wish was true. I wish it would auto sync to my 10K. But yeah. because I could get that CSV, it was minutes to fill out my timesheet, sure. whereas normally I just don't do my timesheet because yeah. it takes over an hour. Right, right. Uh, I am a little behind. I, I last did it in October 2016. <laughs> Back when we were on Harvest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, very cool. And do you use it at home too then? Uh, I would like to, but it's tough. You know, it's enough of a hassle to take it from home and work. I may actually right. buy another one for the house right. or ask a company to expense one just for here, right? You, yeah. you heard that first, yeah, President sure. Betsy Hubbard, <laughs> asked to have that expensed. But yeah. I, you can use it for, we'll like, you could go home and switch right. it up. <laughs> exactly. Ah. Very good. That was four minutes. So uh, one last question that I have for you. Yeah. Uh, and now I forgot what it was. Where, oh, where do you has, get it? Has there been any unique insights just from the time you've been using it? Have you been like, oh, my gosh, I'm spending eight hours of my days in meetings or... 
That one I knew. Uh, but there has <laughs> been two insights that were actually positive. I had this impression that I screw off a lot at work. So I thought that I spent all this time on breaks and snacks. And it's not true. What happens is that like time seems to slow down when I'm not doing my sure. job because I'm kind of in relaxed mode. But actually, I take perfectly reasonable, you know, eight to 10 minute breaks. And I didn't realize that I had really thought that I was being underproductive. I'd say the other thing I've discovered is that I often am working on the same contiguous project interrupted by one other task. So yeah. something like I might actually be working on social selling habit for four hours in a row, right. but interrupted seven times right. by this other project involving this other person. So yeah. it's been interesting to see those patterns Very for sure. Good. And it's called again? It's called the Timeular Zai. So if you wanted to find it online, I'd look up Timeular, T-I-M-E-U-L-A-R. That'll take you to yeah. the site. It's from Austria, but I got mine by DHL in four days. Nice. So I was surprised how fast it came. Yeah, very interesting device. Okay, very good. Are we allowed to ask questions? I'm new. Yeah, go Are ahead. Are we allowed to ask questions sure. of our fellow sure. fellow people? Um, so I do have a question about this thing. Do you have to have that next to a computer all the time, or how far away can you be and it'll still track? Good question. So if you walk away from your tracking device, I've experimented with this by walking away, as I frequently do for meetings and such. Your app if, will sort of disconnect from the dice, but it will keep tracking what, whatever category was going right. at that time. So for example, if I'm in a meeting and it changes, I can just hop into the app and I could change it there. But it, you know, it's only within Bluetooth range for sure. Gotcha. Okay, very good. So the Timeular Zai, I kept calling it the Time Turner, like what Hermione uses. I, in my head, I call it the Timey Wimey, like from Doctor Who. Nice, very good. Nice. All right, uh, let's, bring, let's bring Matt Wiener in. Oh. How are you, Wiener? Oh, I'm doing okay, Pete, how are you? I'm doing all right here, let me get my clock set. All right. Are you ready now? No pressure on you. Yeah. We right, really I'm have had a string of disappointing appearances <laughs> here. So. here Thankfully, go. I've got all my family back home to keep the podcast numbers up. Very good. Yeah, thank you, Bubba. <laughs> Thanks, Bubby. Uh, go ahead and tell me what you got. Sure. So uh, I've got uh, just a whole bunch of announcements from Google I.O. Okay. Know, they had their big developers conference. Yep. And uh, some of these might actually be interesting to Jen because they, they're pushing their whole digital wellness this time around with the with new Android coming out and a lot of their AI developments going on underneath the hood. Yeah. So, you know, if I could get you to switch over from Apple, maybe you wouldn't even need the extra devices. You can trust in Google and they will take care of everything for you as long as you get rid of all of your privacy. <laughs> Just a, to Google in, yeah. exchange, in exchange, some, some of those demos were, were spectacular, right? Yeah. The, the, so the, the Google Duplex, I think that's the one that got you know the biggest, the, the splashiest headlines, rightfully so. Yeah. So they they've had actual success with these AI calls, where it, like sort of mimics a human and it'll do a task for you. Like if you want to schedule an appointment, that was the the one they used on stage. You know, find out how you know what time a, a business is open. Right. It'll make the call. It even added in like speech pauses, like ums and ers, to make it sound like a real human. And it had a conversation back and forth and was able to you know book an appointment for you, the the owner of the device, on a certain day and time. And you you thought it was pretty good. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, again, the, I. You know, there was like a whole lot of immediate, wow, this is really cool. And then, wow, what does this actually mean for, you know, where things are going? Right. And so they, they did kind of walk things back a little bit afterwards to claim that once this gets tested a lot more widely, that it will inform you that you're talking to a robot assistant. Sure. Which was, you know, not quite how the demo was staged. What do you think would happen if a robot assistant called another robot assistant? <laughs> I, I'm sure we'll find out pretty quickly. Well. But I mean, but it does raise a lot of questions, right? So if a business is getting bombarded by these robot calls, at what point does that get shut off, right? I mean, right. they haven't opted into the service sure. as far as we know. And then right now we're saying that, you know, we're not valuing that employee's time as much as we're valuing, you know, the user's time making this call. So tell me about the privacy concerns with that. 
well, from a privacy standpoint for duplex, I don't know how many there are. They've said that they're not going to do it in, you know, two-party states where sure. both sides need to consent to a recording because presumably they'll be recording all these calls and using right. that for further refining the AI. Right. But it, it, it sounds to me like it's a voice extension of what we do with our Google Calendar already. I think so, right? Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, once you make that appointment, it'll set things up in your calendar for you. You can set up the reminder email. I mean, they did, you know, they made some pretty good cases. So say like a, like a holiday, right. right? I mean, how many times do you call a business to see what are your hours on Memorial Day? Right. Because not all these small businesses are opening, you know, updating their website. Sure. So all you'd need to do is make one call. Google can then roll that out and automatically let everybody else know. So that would be a pretty good time saver. Okay. And then uh, you went ahead and put a beta build of Android on your phone? You I did. About that? Yeah, I checked out Android P. Uh, it's been pretty fun overall. Uh, Snapchat's completely broken. Uh-huh. But I, I think that's <laughs> I think that's been good for my productivity in the longer run. For your wellness, right? Yeah, it's, yeah so yeah. it turns out that the digital wellness works yeah. by just breaking yeah, apps the completely. Snapchat score not so hot, but <laughs> but they but they do have some cool wellness features. So and these aren't enabled yet on the beta, but you'll yeah. be able to like time out of certain apps. And so if you say, you know, look, I only want to use two hours of Twitter today, you can set that in your dashboard. After two hours, you're locked out of Twitter. And at least for the beta, I think they said there's going to be no way to undo that, short of like going into the dashboard and completely resetting your your times. I uh, woke up this morning and said I'm going to have one bowl of cinnamon toast crunch, (laughs) but I ended up having four. Right. (laughs) Right. So I like – like, I appreciate these time-saving features, but I also know that, like, I used to have a, a little app called Freedom, mm-hmm. which would kind of shut the internet down on my computer so I could work, but then I just stopped using it. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, a lot of it's still going to come back to the user. I mean, I think it's the same with this tiny little device, right? I mean, you know, it's... it's You're okay. Yeah, so it'll it'll be helpful insofar as you buy into it. Yeah. I, I think what's more interesting is like the big picture trend that Google's pushing is the sort of look. We want to get you away from your phone. Yeah, we want to be the one to do it. So I mean, I'm sure that there's still some sort of vested interest there. Okay, and I just think it's going to be interesting to see where that goes versus how Facebook is handling it versus yeah. how Apple's handling it. Man, that is a perfect lead into Steph. <laughs> who yes. I said, let's let's talk about this trend yes. about digital wellness, which let's do. Has, has burst up quickly here on the scene. So <laughs> let me get your clock ready here. Ah, oh, I get a clock and everything. I get a timer, world, you guys. The whole what? world of digital wellness in four minutes. Okay, <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> well, I mean, just building off of what Matt was saying, Google and, and Facebook, um, you know, taking the helm at being the leaders in the digital well-being movement, which is sort of at the beginning, right? I mean, right. I think they've they've started talking about this years ago or in the early 2000s, um, but it's becoming more and more prevalent these days. They're trying to, as more people are becoming like, I have to put my phone down and be realizing how addictive it right. is and how they're not spending as much time with maybe their kids or their loved ones or because they're always on their phone. And, and even we have photos in our presentation decks where, you know, we're looking at an audience and no more are they looking at the speaker, but they're looking down at their phone. So, you know, there's this this toxic feeling about um, technology and its use. And so Facebook and um, Google and, um, you know, Apple, they're all trying to say, oh, well, we caused this addiction and now we're yeah. trying to pull back a little bit <laughs> and think, say we have the yeah. fix. I mean, do you think that it's it, they're, that they're being genuine or or there's a certain amount of damage control that they're trying to achieve here? I, I feel like it probably stemmed from damage control more than anything. I mean, they're, they're a company. Obviously, they have to make money. They've made their money by sort of creating products that have allowed people to become addicted and have gone so sure. far as to, you know, rely on studies to show them how to make their 
their apps and their products more right. addictive and right. more um, useful to people. So I think it's probably grounded in um, backlash from the public mm-hmm. and them saying, we don't want this addiction. We don't want this toxic and this toxicity in our lives anymore. And so I think it's more a PR movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I think that there will be apps and things that come out of it that are probably very helpful to right. users, right? right? So being able to time out of things and out of apps and having your phone shut down and things like that, I think are probably helpful. But again, to your point, I think it boils down to the user, right? I mean, yeah. don't you guys think? It ultimately so boils down um, to that. At the beginning of this, so it's it's actually probably more talk than it is walk at the moment, mm-hmm. right? But like I remember having worked in the video game industry when we voluntarily took recommendations from the SRB to put in little warnings saying, you've played for two hours, don't you need mm-hmm. to take a break? Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> and we put them in there, right? But you know, I have a 15-year-old or a 17-year-old son. Boy, boy he's 17. i got to keep wow. track of that kid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't think he's ever seen one of those warnings and thought, oh, yeah, good idea. I'll take a break. <laughs> so, I wish they would have had those when we had Atari back in the day. Yeah. My brother would sit in front of Atari for 10 hours. <laughs> yeah. So, But I know that you have worked in, in marketing and messaging. So what do you think of their strategy overall? I I think it's the right move. I mm-hmm. think it's smart. I mean, from a marketing perspective, right, you, you, the first step in any good marketing campaign is taking responsibility for a problem that you've created. Yeah. So I think from that perspective, I think it's very smart of them to acknowledge what has happened in our society, right. um, take a leadership role in solving the problem, and then actually creating um, apps and things that allow a user to shut it off and remove themselves from that. I, I think it's very, 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 very smart yeah. um, from a marketing perspective to sure. do that. And it makes you um, want to, it, it makes them more endearing to their users right. because it's like, oh, well, they're trying, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, so, they're looking out for me. Yeah, they're trying to look out for me, even though you're kind of like, well, you created a problem. That <laughs> so I have this theory when I post a photo on Facebook that um, every girl I went to high school with that likes it had a crush <laughs> on me in high school. I think that's correct, <laughs> is right? That good? Isn't that true? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that is really an interesting move, and it would be interesting to see if these apps are okay take advantage of them they're here or Mm -hmm. if they actually start being sort of built into the natural rhythm and breadth of using them but also this idea that like you said they there's the duck they they made their money right so they're in a position to be able to do this right correct you know like if i'm coming out with an app today and i'm like hey guess what i put in this thing because you're gonna get so addicted to my app (laughs) (laughs) it's the most addicting app poor timing (laughs) yeah it's like it's like you you have to get to the problem before you can can solve it but yeah for sure. Yeah, I will say, uh, particularly now that the weather's nice and I've been going outside every day, I'm a much happier person here at work just getting away from my screen. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Very good. Okay, so Matt Wiener, great job. All right, <laughs> yes. I think you really turned it around. Thanks right, for being here. Yeah. Okay. We should give him a hand. Yeah, nice job. Yes. Steph, first time on the show, but yes. I hope to have you back. That was also great. Thanks. And Jen, as always, I'm, that's a great device. And Super cool. Let's check in in a couple of weeks and see how it's still, uh, still working for you. Thanks, Pete. All right, good times, everyone. <laughs> Once again, my thanks to Jen Michaels, Matt Wiener, and Steph Grieger for coming on the show. Be sure to check the show notes for links to all of the things we talked about on today's show. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another show. Until then, and as always, good times, everybody. Good times. Brevel, take us home. The Mindset Digital Podcast is brought to you by Mindset Digital. We bring workforces up to speed in our fast-forward digital world. If you like the show, please recommend us to a friend or even better. 
leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps. Have questions, comments, or ideas about the podcast you want to share with our team? Send them to podcast at mindsetdigital.com. This episode was produced by Pete Brown and features Steph Grieger, Jen Michaels, Matt Wiener, and me, Brielle Schultz. Some music in today's show is courtesy of the website audionautics.com and is licensed under Creative Commons 3.0. Good times. Good times.